1: Hello and welcome to the podcast of the radio show called One Life Left. I'm Simon Byron.
0: I am Steve Curran.
1: Just finished recording the show. Um, We had a few technical challenges, so the audio quality this week won't be be winning us any awards, I don't think. Well, well, we Uh, said that
0: last week, Simon, and we got away with it. It took me ages to stitch our... A disjointed yeah. intro together uh, but i think it was all right i think it was all right did we win any awards though it takes a while for those things to come through doesn't it Six, so. 16 or 17 years in our experience so it is
1: hang on a second my son's ringing on whatsapp he's clearly not listening uh, dexter hello hello uh, you're live on the one life left podcast intro what do you want
0: oh sorry um... The uh, Escape from Tarkov code.
1: Sorry, say that again.
0: In your emails is just the uh, authentication for the Escape from Tarkov.
1: Oh, okay. So you want me to do some admin for you so that yeah. you can play a game that you're too young to legally play. Is that right? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, cool. All right. I'll get on that once I've done this, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank Thanks. Love you. Bye. Yeah, we. Um, he uh, he bought Escape from Tarkov uh, while he was over this weekend. He said he found it very hard. Well, there we go. He's, he, he, <laughs> so he wants to unwind on a Sunday
0: night. <laughs> oh, nice. Why does he? Why does he need a code? Why is it in your email?
1: Oh, because he's logging into my account, isn't he? I hope. I mean, is 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 that legal? I'm not sure. Um. But yeah, so uh, muddle through the show. Um, I didn't think of any anecdotes to pull out on the intro while we were, while we were uh, re- recording that. So I'm grateful that Dexter ran.
0: <laughs> um, exciting news about all your games, Simon. Yes, and
1: actually I did think that maybe I forgot to name Golfy. Uh, is the golf game that I'm talking about that I want uh, people to wish this on Steam? Yes, uh, looking forward to them. And the other thing, actually, I noticed that you got grumpy when I tweeted something earlier uh, this <laughs> week when I was recording the pilot for a podcast. We're going to be doing a trolley problem podcast. Ah. So we recorded um, the pilot uh, on Tuesday. Uh, me, Sam, the developer, and Ravs. From uh, Yogscast, uh, and we're going to be um, hopefully doing a mini series of six, uh, which will be out in April. Well,
0: you know, you know the uh, young woman I talked about meeting in the show tonight. Yep. Spurred on by your treachery, maybe I'll ask her to do a podcast with me.
1: <laughs> I see. All right. Well, I'll see you hosting the Brits. Shall
0: I? <laughs> it's going to be an interesting Good. year, Simon
1: all right looking forward to it uh thanks very much for listening everybody here's this week's show
0: Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM, broadcasting from a wet and rainy London. My name is Steve Curran.
1: Hello, I am Simon Byron, broadcasting from a wet and windy uh, town in North Hertfordshire. How are you doing, Simon? Wet and windy. I've got <laughs> soggy, soggy shoes from the from the commute to the uh, shed. Um, elements of the shed it transpires leak so that's good um and you'll probably be able to hear at some points throughout this um rain and wind around so
0: i could apologize for the audio quality but that's not stopped us in 16 years has it indeed and typically i spend about you know 15 minutes editing out the traffic sounds from the background of my uh, my recording, but I'm not going to do that tonight. You're getting...
1: Why bother?
0: You're getting central London as it happens.
1: Edit out the sounds of the people passing by in paddle boats. <laughs>
0: with flying wheelie bins. Uh, how how was Storm Eunice for you? Uh, it was okay. I think it was exactly as dramatic as I wanted it. Saw the bins. Who, who didn't see the bins sailing down the road? Uh, heard my windows rattle and, Simon at one point i've got a mirror ha- uh, i've got a mirror hanging up on the garden wall outside i say garden it's more of a yard and uh, it is held there by two nails one of the nails came undone it was then held Ooh. there by one nail simon i braved the storm went out into my yard with a stepladder took it down put it next to the toaster that's in the yard because the, <laughs> because the toaster went on fire a couple of weeks ago and now lives now lives in the yard, put it next to the toaster and went inside and that was the end of my drama. How was it for you, Simon?
1: Well, sorry, before we move away from that, you paint an attractive picture of your <laughs> of residence. Uh, what's the mirror in the, gar- in the yard for? Is that for when you're working out, doing reps?
0: <laughs> Is it? What's it there for? No, it's just, um, well, okay. Uh, So I have a, I live on a Victorian block of tenements and I'm in the end block on the ground floor. Is this too much information? You might have to bleep this out. (laughs) And and, uh, there's a lot of sunlight, Simon, but there's more sunlight if you set up some mirrors on one end of the wall. So I've got a sort of selection of, nice looking charity shop mirrors uh, nailed to the wall,
1: I could see where Charles Cecil gets his puzzle ideas from <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right if you if you just angle them, uh, yeah, something in the toaster unlocks
1: <laughs> excellent, you
0: Just find uh, loads yeah. and loads of bugs
1: uh well, nothing quite as interesting here, apart from just some soggy grass, yeah, it was I was supposed to go into London on Friday, didn't um was a bit annoyed and knew it was the right thing to do but then at the end of the evening when i realised that no trains were running <laughs> um felt very, very pleased with my decision but um yeah we'll see how we'll see how well the shed holds up um, yeah i don't know <laughs> there's uh, there's a fair bit of um, electronic equipment in here i hope that that leak is not widespread
0: where is Could the be... what is the leak targeting right now
1: currently the door um, I'm not sure where it's coming through, but I hope that it doesn't expand, uh, unless, you know, it could all go pop, Steve. This could be the last thing you ever see or hear of me.
0: Well, okay, well, let's make it a good one, then, today. I mean, Cannot
1: they're all... <laughs> promise that. <laughs> so,
0: no, I was going to say they're all good ones, but, you know, a few of them are. A few of them. Uh,
1: I know that you're, um, you're deliberately staying away from the numbers, but I was chatting to our Pickaxe producer this week, and he mm-hmm. said... Been looking at the numbers. You're doing okay, actually. we? Yeah, apparently. <laughs>
0: that's good. Well, that's good. We've put in the work, haven't we? Over 16 years, so maybe it's fine. We've, d- we've put in the time. Okay. Simon, um, it's a video game radio show, so we should talk about video games. I know we've got some letters. I've seen a couple of them in the inbox. I have played a game this week, or two games, actually, and... Um, I haven't really done much research into the news. How have you done?
1: Okay, I've got four stories for you.
0: Okay, that's good. Well, I can probably find one as well. Should we get on with it?
1: Let's get on with it.
0: One Life Left
1: One Life Left One Life Left
0: Story number one, Simon.
1: Uh, From videogameschronicle.com, Nintendo is forbidding Switch Sports playtesters from sharing info on social media. Uh, The sign-up page for the playlist states that by downloading and participating in the Nintendo Switch Sports Online playtest, you agree not to publicly share any details from this online playtest, including on your social media channels. Uh, The playtest, which will feature tennis, bowling and Chambara, will be live from February 18th until February 20th, 2022. That's today. It's currently unclear how Nintendo plans to police players who post post images and videos from the playtest online. Whilst Nintendo can disable the Nintendo Switch's built-in capture tools and appears to have block sharing on Switch Sports, external HDMI-based capture cards can't typically be blocked by the system. Uh, ba, 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 ba. So then, Stee, how do we feel about that sort of
0: thing? Well, it's a typical arrangement for beta testers. Of course, you have to sign something that says we're not going to talk about this uh, because people want to keep their secrets, right? You want to keep your marketing campaign... Uh, fresh, ready to go when you want to, not when some person who's being paid to beta test your product is ready to spill all your you know secrets. But I assume this is just an open beta test, right?
1: It is an open beta and test. And no one's today, being but-
0: paid, right? No. No. Um,
1: at the Adam Wells says on Twitter Play three sessions of the Nintendo Switch Sports Tech Test this weekend. Really enjoyed tennis and bowling. But if I ever have to play Chambara again, so if I, if I never have to play Chambara again, that would be great. Well, Adam, you're going to prison.
0: <laughs> what, uh, what is Chambara?
1: I don't know. I'm not even sure that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Um, da, da, let me find some other um, reprobates. Uh, Vinny P. at Dingity Dingus says, dang, my, now my right arm is sore from playing Switch Sports yesterday. Well, I hope you enjoyed your exercise, uh, Vinny P, because you won't get much of that in the prison yard, will you? Oh, <laughs> I mean, do they not know that 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 uh, um they've just locked away somebody? Uh they might have a taste for it now.
0: mm Um
1: MCN Mike says, LMAO eats and then he says the S word, Nintendo. You can't tell people not to talk about Nintendo Switch sports on social media, but also make it a public test beater. It's hypocritical, he says. I bet that right now somebody is opening their book of law at Nintendo and there'll be a knock at your door, MCN Mike.
0: Well, well, well. Simon, did you have a look at this? Well, I guess not if you don't know what Champara oh. is.
1: Well, oh. and also don't try and catch me. <laughs> are you Nintendo's legal team in disguise, are you?
0: Well, you're du- you're doing the editing of the podcast. You can't tonight. catch
1: me out. Not right so
0: easily. Expecting a beep after this. So you can't uh, spill any secrets about it. If you had played it, Simon, what would you say about it?
1: I'd be sticking to the terms of the embargo. Of um, I haven't played it, so I can't, I can't elaborate, I'm afraid. Uh, it does look good. And obviously, Nintendo won't be clamping down on these guys. But uh, it's nice to see people so brazen. Although, does that mean that we won't get any public tests in future, though, if we can't, ha- if we can't behave ourselves?
0: Can't be trusted. Maybe that, maybe that we're going to launch a test of Mario Kart 9 next week, <laughs> as rumoured often on One Life Left and in the channels that we steal our rumours from. Yeah. Uh, and they'll be looking and now at this they're not- now, looking at the behaviour of Adam on the internet and going... Unbelievable. <sighs> shaking their heads, sadly. Mm. All right. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, next story. Uh, Andy Robinson yesterday wrote, Capcom will announce Street Fighter 6 when its when its countdown teaser concludes on Monday morning, it's been claimed. That's according to Games Beat journalist Jeff Grubb, who said on his paywalled giant bomb video show, brackets transcribed by VGC, brackets as being read out by One Life Left, that it heard <laughs> from multiple sources that a new Street Fighter was what Capcom's teasers' site is ticking towards. Everybody should expect Street Fighter 6 because that's what I've heard Grubb said. According to the timer on the Capcom website, the reveal will be weighed at 1am Eastern Time, 6am GMT on Monday, 21st of February. Although there's been no indication from Capcom what exactly the countdown is ticking towards, fans had expected something Street Fighter related since its timing coincides exactly with the conclusion of the company's Street Fighter Pro Tour season final. Uh, until Sunday, February twentieth, Capcom is hosting three days of exhibition matches featuring the thirty-one Pro Street Fighter V Champion Edition players. Street Fighter series celebrates its thirty-fifth anniversary this year, and Capcom recently confirmed it would celebrate the occasion. Please look forward to the future development of Street Fighter of the Street Fighter series, it said. So, Steve, this presents a problem for your, the world's longest-running uh, video games radio show, in that. This announcement is happening after we re- we record, but before we broadcast. Mm. I'm afraid we're going to have to go out on a limb.
0: It's, well, okay, so this is a, a gambling problem, isn't it? Like, if we say Grubbo's right and it's Street Fighter, then we get nothing from that, right? Like, it's just, oh, there's one life left, tagging onto old Grubbo again, just reading out his story, saying he's Right. On the other hand, if we say he's wrong and say we've heard it's not Street Fighter 6, it's Street Fighter 7 or something else, and it turns out we're right, there's a lot to gain from that. If we're wrong,
1: no one cares. I, I listen, I think we've got to raise our game. I think mm-hmm. we've got to state what's in uh, the new Street Fighter okay. and hope that mm-hmm. we're using mm-hmm. our Street Fighter expertise. Yeah. So um, I see that they've announced a new character uh Mr fist it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a it's just a fist in
0: trousers big old and, fist uh, yeah
1: yeah and uh yeah he can be un- unlocked by um doing the dragon punch
0: mm, yeah um quarter circle with Mr fist turns your fist yep. into a fireball shoots across the screen uh you can block it but only for a bit of chip damage. And actually, another new character, Chip Damage. <laughs> <laughs> What's he wearing, Steve? He's wearing a, um, an outfit a bit like Ryu and Ken's. It's a different colour. It's. Okay. It's blue.
1: I heard that every Valentine's Day when you play the game, the characters just kiss each other.
0: Mmm. Yes, that's right, that's right. Taking influence from that Mortal Kombat fatality mode where they had, what do they call that? Where it just, they love each other? Hugality? It should have been something like that. Um, yeah. I, I think the Street Fighter, I think the problem of Street Fighter is quite an interesting one in that um, they've created this franchise. How long, It's been running for how long? 40 years, do you say?
1: 35 years. 35
0: years. years. Uh, so, 40 years rounded up. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they've defined it uh, essentially with Street Fighter 2 is when the series became what it is now. And then Street Fighter 3, uh, slightly fancier 2D graphics. Street Fighter 4, you move into a 3D world. Street Fighter 5, as far as I understand it, there aren't great differences between Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5. It's still basically men and women going at it.
1: <laughs> right i think i think that's what it says on the box
0: yeah. um so what do you do to to create a sequel for this and yet because everyone has you know very discrete expectations of what oh, sorry very defined expectations of what this game should be you can't vary too much all you've got is the ability to introduce new characters like mr fist and chit damage but why can't you do that within Street Fighter Five, which is built to expand like that, um, I don't know. So you know, Well
1: it, it, it's going to be a free-to-play battle royale. That's <laughs> the only thing that you can do.
0: Is that it? Is that it?
1: Yeah, I would have thought so.
0: Okay, looking forward to it. This is our second story in a in a uh, row from Grubbo, isn't it? Second it is. week in He's a row. It is. He's going to
1: be. We can't help it if uh, the um, the video games website that uh, that we rip off rips him off, can we?
0: No, we are legally in the clear, sound, as far as I understand it.
1: Doesn't sound like our fault at all. Uh, on VideoGamesChronicle.com, Chris Scullion wrote, Up to 1,000 digital-only games will no longer be available for purchase when Nintendo closes the Wii U and 3DS eShop stores next year. BGC analysis shows. Although users will still be able to re-download their previous purchases for the foreseeable future, from March 2023 it will no longer be possible to buy games on the Wii U and 3DS online marketplaces Nintendo announced this week. But the deadline until the stores become inaccessible is effectively much sooner from that. From May the 23rd 2022 it will no longer be possible to use credit cards in the store and as from August 29th 2022 it will no longer be possible to use eShop cards to add funds either. After this point, some of Wii U and 3DS's eShop library will still be available as physical releases or via other systems. However, a significant number of eShop games were only released digitally, and a large part- portion of these will be will be platform exclusives. It's these titles that will effectively disappear for good. In total Around 2,000 games are currently available on the 3DS and Wii U eShop stores in the West, including around 450 digital-only Wii U games, around 600 digital-only 3DS games, 100 Wii U games that are also available physically, 300 3DS games that are also available physically, and then 530 virtual console games, around 350 of which are not currently available on Nintendo Switch Online. So, this analysis done by VideoGamesQuantical.com uh, has highlighted, Steve, that games such as Affordable Space Adventures, Dr. Luigi, Mari- uh, Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge, Pokemon Rumble U, and Shut the Box
0: um, will disappear from uh, for good. Uh, when you say for good, uh, they won't disappear from the system's that have bought them and owned them and downloaded them, right?
1: No, but if those systems are ever, um, wiped, uh, then, um, and it's past the, uh, the point where you're able to re-download, um, then yeah, people that have paid for this stuff will not be able to access them. Uh, yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame. It's a problem that we that we talk about now and again. It's this this uh, this challenge of archiving digital stuff, and you know, it, it, it just pushes people into the murky waters of uh, of downloading emulators,
0: mm. etc. Mm. Um, affordable space env- affordable space adventures uh, is by Niflas, whose work I'm absolutely in love with, and I'm surprised surprised to find out that I haven't played that I guess because it's a a, a Wii U exclusive and I'm interested to know whether Nintendo uh, will return the rights to these games to the developers to allow them at least to publish them on other platforms or whether it's uh, you know preferable to them to keep them locked up so that in the future because obviously we've just had a had a drop of N64 emulation on the Switch and it would make sense uh, for, in a few years' time for Wii titles to be available on the Switch and perhaps, or the Switch 2, Wii U titles as well and that will provide them a library of content that has not yet been uh, been ported to other systems because it belongs to Nintendo.
1: Worst news, um, looking through the list of uh, 3DS games that were download-only and exclusive to the system, Pocket card jockey,
0: Steve. Tell me more about pocket card jockey.
1: Did you never play it? The, the solitaire game based, uh, with uh, horse racing elements to it. I don't oh, think so. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. You best get uh, booting it firing up your 3DS now, Steve, before it goes forever.
0: All right, so you alluded to sketchier methods of getting your hands on these things. Is that genuinely the only way these these games will exist in uh, perpetuity it's through people who've ripped them off and are now playing them on emulators
1: yeah i think so yeah i'm not sure yeah you won't um uh yeah so assuming that your 3ds breaks um or uh you missed out on buying them there will be no other way for you to do that apart from uh
0: an illegally a dubious manner interesting all right i've got a news story Call of Duty Warzone cheaters will have to face God Mode opponents in this latest anti cheat initiative. This is from Vicky Blake and it's from Eurogamer.net.com. Not.com. Yet. <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone will now give all PC players god mode if it detects a cheating player in the lobby. As detailed in a new post on the game's official blog, the anti-cheat team have been testing a mitigation technique called Damage Shield, which disables the cheater's ability to inflict critical damage on other players, and now it's been globally deployed. This mitigation leaves the cheater vulnerable to real players and allows hashtag Team Ricochet to collect information about the cheater's system, the post explains. We track these encounters to ensure there's no possibility for the game to apply a damage shield randomly or by accident, no matter the skill level. Interesting, right, Simon?
1: That's very interesting. So, So if they can detect a cheater, they're deciding not to kick them. Instead uh removing all the fun and all the griefing that they're going to uh that they would otherwise be inflicting and having the tables turned on them
0: mm, it's clever but i think there's a <laughs> certain amount of overconfidence potentially hubris in uh the <laughs> the sentence there is no possibility for the game to apply a damage shield randomly or by accident because I don't know. Do you remember the uh, Code Masters copy protection system that they introduced around the time of Operation Flashpoint?
1: I don't. I mean, I, I've uh, I've I've grown up with copy protection systems that have involved uh, pulling words out of a manual, um, through to the lens lock holding a holding um, some uh, some plastic up to your to your old. TV screen to decipher some sort of uh, code um, but no, sadly
0: didn't so, have the pleasure <laughs> Well, I so they introduced a system whereby if it detected there was something sketchy going on with your copy that it had not been legitimately acquired, what they would do is degrade the quality of play of your experience so they would make the game harder to you know the point of being impossible i think they would degrade the uh, performance of your weapons as well but of course what that meant was people were never sure if this thing was kicking in by accident and in fact they were you know maybe then encountered a bug and maybe Maybe sometimes it was kicking in by accident and they were failing to have a positive game experience. And then in the end, you know, it's a clever, clever, clever idea. You make the uh, bad actor's experience worse. But it does also psychologically affect the people who are doing absolutely nothing wrong because they worry, what if this is happening to me? Uh, I wonder if that's going to be the case here as well.
1: Did you ever wonder that your weapons were degrading when they shouldn't be then, Steam? Maybe the reason I didn't encounter it is because I buy all my, my, my computer and video games.
0: Uh, I do too, Simon, but I am perfectly comfortable with the idea of being bad at any of these games. So I just assume when I'm not making a shot, it is not to do with uh, piracy, but actually to do with uh, just a lack of skill on my part.
1: Electronic Arts has reportedly attributed some battle, some of Battlefield Twenty Forty Two struggles to the surprise early launch of Halo Infinite's comparatively polished multiplayer experience. Battlefield 2042 was released in mid-November and hasn't gone down well with fans with over 2,000 people even signing a petition asking for EA to offer players unconditional refunds. Acknowledging the game's disappointing launch earlier this month, EA CEO Andrew Wilson blamed factors such as our team's working from home for nearly two years and unanticipated performance issues that only became evident once the game was played at scale he admitted some of the design choices we made with the game also did not resonate with everyone in our community too Uh, but during the meeting EA's chief operating officer Laura Mile uh, reportedly reiterated that what Wilson said publicly earlier this month but she also partially attributed some of Battlefield 2042 struggles to Halo Infinite. 343 Industries surprisingly launched Halo Infinite's free-to-play multiplayer component via a beta on November, November the 15th, which was three days after Battlefield 2042's early access period started. And four days after the game's worldwide release. More of that story is that um, if you if you're gonna be doing anything in video games, uh, just let EA know. Um, <laughs> that's what they that's what they'd appreciate. Uh, no
0: more surprises please for them it's not fair someone else did a game like us but a bit better how could we have known
1: yeah I mean there are so many games uh coming out all the time that there is never going to be a good time to do anything so um <laughs> I don't know I'm not sure uh whether EA will be able to look back on that uh excuse fondly when Presuming when the next version of Battlefield comes out that there'll be even more video games coming out to compete with. And, you know, there's the free-to-play Street Fighter VI as well, isn't there? So,
0: Have you played Halo Infinite yet?
1: I have not, Steve, no. I quite fancy it. Well, there's nothing from stopping you from playing it then, is there? Given that it's free.
0: No, but maybe I want someone to play it with.
1: We could play it with all the disgruntled Battlefield 2 <laughs> players.
0: <laughs> I could, I could, I could. but um, Halo Infinite was, uh, I, I remember people were not anticipating that game at all about a year before release. Did it get pushed back?
1: Yeah, I, th- I, I think. Well, yes, uh, I think the f- The full package was expected earlier mm. um, in the year, and then they uh, they they launched the multiplayer and single player bits.
0: Well, maybe that's EA's uh, point that it's like, you know, it's like finding out a kid got more time on his exam. Uh, we, you know, it's not fair. If we'd been given the extra time that they'd had, our game would be good. And they came out at the same time. It's not fair. Give us a give us a break. Exactly uh, yeah, makes sense. Uh,
1: Poor old EA.
0: (laughs) Any more news, Simon?
1: That's it from me.
0: All right, that's it from me as well. Thank you. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. We're back. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. That means we broadcast on the actual radio. In our case, that radio station is Resonance 104.4 FM. It's the greatest radio station in the world. Please check them out. Please check out their other programs as well. But we're also a podcast You can find details of that podcast at www.onelifleft.com com. You'll also be able to read our show notes there, written by our under-caretaker, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Simon, I went to a party this week. Did you? Yeah, did. Is you're too old to be going to parties? I know. Worse than that, Simon. It wasn't just a party, it was an art launch. Oh, wow. Yeah, fancy, fancy art launch. Um, And I went there, and there were the... The great and the good there at this gallery you know lots and lots of people i assume were famous but i have no idea because i'm too old uh but if i'd been younger i probably would have recognized all of these people who were uh pouting instagramming themselves in front of the paintings uh, and looking straight through me as they looked around the gallery to see if they could find anyone interesting or handsome to talk to
1: do you not think that they were thinking the same about you <laughs> Maybe. Oh, he Maybe. must be famous if he looks like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I got talking. I got talking. Simon to a, another radio presenter. Okay. Mm? Yeah. Just uh, bumped into her. Started chatting to her. Um, a young woman who hosts a show on uh, on a, a different radio station. Um, she was on Radio One over Christmas. She was one of their what? hosts over Christmas, we were just chatting, you know, about our uh, about our various various, you know, roles, our career paths that led us to this point, led us to meeting at this gallery. It was great, really nice meeting of minds. Good to link up with someone, and you know, the conversation was flowing. And we got to that point where it's like, are we going to stay in touch? I guess, I guess we might. You know, she she looked at me. She said. She said, oh, you know, you're you're great. Do you have an Insta? And then she looked at me again. And before I could answer, she said, no. Oh, so you can't stay in touch. Uh, She said, she said, uh, she said, anything else? TikTok? (laughs) No, no. She said uh, she added me on Twitter. So it's all fine. It's all fine. Twitter. Not Insta. less visual medium.
1: Okay. Does that mean that we need to work on getting those? Because um, uh, she could come in. Uh, uh, she could come in handy, couldn't she? Being a Radio One DJ, could she
0: come in handy? Is that useful to us?
1: Well, I would have thought so. She could be giving us shout outs. <laughs> couldn't she? Whatever it is that they do on Radio One, <laughs> do you
0: think we could get a shout out? I, I, maybe. I, maybe I'll ask her. I'll ask she wants to give us a shout out. Anyway, that was very, very exciting. Uh, exciting moment in my week to be negged as straightforwardly as that. Anything exciting to happen to you, Simon? You launched three games this week.
1: I announced three games. Well, I'm just looking at your. So I'm just trying to look at your Twitter followers to see who it is. Is why does it why does it show them in such a strange order? Hmm. Why does it show Radio One DJs? <laughs> First <laughs>
0: obfuscation <laughs> purposes
1: Simon <laughs> okay did I uh, announced three video games uh, on Monday in a Yogs games direct, uh, which was incredibly exciting. Um, yeah, we did um, a spoof uh, press conference that Lewis hosted uh, doing a pastiche of uh, the man in don't look up. I've not seen don't look up so I don't know whether that was accurate or not <laughs> but uh, people, people seem to like it. Uh, and then we announced um, a game based on the Trolley Problem. It's called Trolley Problem Incorporated. Trolley Problem Inc.
0: Now, I um, saw this before you announced it. Or I didn't see the game, but I saw the uh, the concept and was so excited. Like, so, so yeah. excited by this idea. I just think it's a, a brilliant. As soon as I heard about it, I was like, I am envious of the human who came up with that. It's just great
1: thank you yeah it's been good uh, working on it i mean so when um you attend uh publishing video games publishing masterclasses um they will tell you that uh, you know short linear narrative text based games are always topping steam charts <laughs> uh, so you know for me it was an instant yes let's uh, let's publish that no um it's it's going to be a challenge because of those reasons in fact those games very rarely uh, top the steam charts but like you i was really taken with the idea when i first met sam who's uh, who's written the game and um yeah it's a very clever game it, it, it asks you 55 um uh, trolley problem-esque questions um most of them are based on real world papers some of them are not um it's quite funny it's quite knowing um like it knows it's a game um it's always trying to talk you out of what you've decided to do and the thing with the trolley problem is, is that there are no right answers uh, so that yeah that's that's gone down well we also announced Golfy uh, I'm a big fan of elevator pitches so the idea of Slay the Spire meets Golf with your friends um, was something that uh, dragged me in straight away and that's fantastic uh there's a playtest running live at the moment and there's a demo going out next week in the steam next fest and it's just brilliant so uh you play mini golf but you build a deck of cards around them and those cards you can play to modify your shots so you can make them go further higher or even add some strange equipment to your golf ball Um, and that means that you can have these really um unexpected combinations of shots that can you know like you, you can even get can even play it in a way if you get the right cards and you've got the right skills like You can get a hole in none or under. (laughs) Um, So uh, stuff like that. It's generated, so you'll never run out of holes to play. And then it's got some multiplayer um, as well, which will make it lots of fun. Uh, And then we also announced Star Tenders, which is um, uh, an an intergalactic bartending game uh, in VR. So it's good, good, very exciting, um, back to announcing video games. And uh, yeah, we've got quite a few wish lists with that. It doesn't mean that if you're listening now that you shouldn't wish list them. Uh, please go and wish list them on Steam now. It would really help me out.
0: All right, time for the letters.
1: Sorry, are you saying that, I, that, I've, that that's enough self-promotion? <laughs> are you saying I'm going to have to start writing letters in? Because <laughs> I will. I will, Steve. Uh, let's go on with the letters. One
0: life letters. OK, uh, we have at least two in the One Life Left inbox. I'm just checking the Discord as well. So why don't you start, Simon?
1: Uh, Zuba writes, Games as a service is his subject line. Hello, Zulu team, and hello, possible SSG. I've been sold on Games as a Service. Destiny, Fortnite, Hitman, to an extent, No Man's Sky, and so on no more repeated sequels but rather 48 dlc tracks to mario kart 8 is my cup of tea i wish this is a zeitgeist that all triple a game series and studios can adopt so that smaller titles can be more daring and receive the exposure they deserve so why can't sports games execute this model adequately e-football was a disaster but the fifa engine doesn't need refining each year does it the WWE 2K games don't need to have another glitchy sequel. The roster is really thin too if you follow the real-life shenanigans of pro wrestling. The Battlefield and blop series are now dead in Arrival. What a waste of money, talent and time. So do you think EA et al will still churn out sequels or go the way Epic Games has done with Fortnite and construct a longer-term roadmap for their games? Does Epic even have a roadmap? Will there ever be a sequel to Minecraft? What even is Roblox? I've just undone myself with these thoughts. Love the show. Zubar.
0: For me, this speaks to the point I was making earlier about Street Fighter, which is if you can establish a genre, as EA have with FIFA, right? They dominate the football games market like, you know, no one else. If you can establish that, then it probably makes sense to move towards a straightforward subscription model. Um, Now, for now, everyone's buying the... uh, buying by essentially doing a subscription model anyway, right? They're buying the update every year uh, for 60 pounds or whatever. But uh, I think increasingly buying that sort of updated version as a box just feels archaic. Really, what you should be doing is is subscribing for 60 quid for the year and just getting your update as a add-on to the version that you've already got and just cycle over and that should be the case for Street Fighter, which, you know, is, is a season pass model as well. I just think, like Zuba says, the Minecraft model, the Fortnite model feels much more like the future to me.
1: Yeah, there are different types of games as a service. Aren't there? If you look at uh, Destiny, um, that's uh, that's got paid for expansions, doesn't it? I think Fortnite has Battle Pass, but it doesn't have separate content, um, doesn't differentiate between whether you've spent money or Um, or not in terms of what you can play Um, hitman has seasons uh, on the base game and no man's sky uh, is just the base game i mean they've added so much to that but they've never charged any more from for it um you know certainly when i was working on uh human fall flat that was a game that launched with nine levels i think it's up to sort of 15 or 16 now but all of them have been added into the game for free um, and what that does is it gives you a moment of opportunity where you can get existing players playing again because they've got some new stuff to play you can you can re-promote it at the time with some new content that streamers might want to play and actually it's 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 proven a, a really really effective way of just sustaining games um i saw uh, mike rose on twitter over the weekend was very happy with the sales that Descenders has been getting, and that's a game that again that they've just been updating and updating, without I don't think asking for um, any more money. So uh, it's really good for players. I do know that some money people don't like the idea of it and get very grumpy that uh, players aren't being asked to uh, pay extra money. But I certainly, I think for um, uh, if you can keep uh, audiences happy, players happy with additional free content, I think that works. That can
0: work really well. I wonder if part of this is that the market for games is so big and broad now and that there are so many games coming out all of the time that, I mean, the saying used to be that you only get to launch once, right? You don't, even if you, you know, because when early early access first became a thing, people were like, oh, this is great because we get to launch into early access and then have a second launch. But of course that didn't work. Like people were like, no, 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 you've already launched. That's it. But these days, these kind of like drops of additional packs to your world, to your game structure, do allow you to have another uh, another spike, which, as you say, Simon, brings the old players back to the game, but also attracts, you know, a new audience entirely. Um, yeah, I've got. To, yeah, I mean, so, sorry, go on.
1: Well, I was just going to add that certainly on on Steam, uh, and you know, from 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 where I sit. Uh, I see uh publishers investing huge amounts into uh trying to turn um uh sort of negative uh steam reviews into positives, which can be uh which can ultimately uh really change how and where your game gets shown on the store and so you know taking time to answer. Um, any comments uh, properly and constructively and then going back to them as well once they've been addressed and again that's something that you saw with No Man's Sky is that people seem to be very grumpy with it right at, the, right at the start but now the way that they've turned that game around not just in terms of the content but reputationally I think is, is an example for, for many
0: I mean it's an example for everybody No Man's Sky did exactly the right thing which is ignore the heat ignore the noise and get your head down and work. And they fixed the things that people were yelling about, but they didn't fix them in a day or a week. They fixed them over the course of years. And they had the opportunity to do that because they had the budget to do that because they'd raised that from the initial sales. They didn't need to do that like they had all the money in the world uh but what they've done now is you know they've turned all the money in the world probably into more money by addressing the (laughs) reputational problems the game is now on uh you know more formats as well have you played the switch version yet no because i stopped you ordering it didn't i Uh,
1: yeah well it's not out till the summer as well and actually i i think i think as you pointed out i'll be playing it on the steam deck Yeah, yeah yeah
0: um but yeah it's completely the right thing to do is to is to um in those terms, to not panic and just keep on your roadmap. Uh, we have an update here uh, on a letter that arrived last week from uh, FreakyZoid. This is a follow-up in the Mailbag channel from Daddy R. It says, If you remember, uh, FreakyZoid wrote to us about uh, games that uh, are things that you enjoy watching or doing, but you don't want to play games about using rugby as an example and daddy r follows up hello team ssg and Zoid. in an answer to your question i dislike all games with a real world connotation eg city planning theme park management flying simulation train bus tractor proper race car driving football except rugby games even though they've typically been very poor uh, i've not let yet played the latest 2022 rugby game. I might be pleasantly surprised by that. I prefer my gaming to be completely fantastical settings that I'll never get the chance to experience in real life without dying very quickly. Bye. Um, I like this letter, uh, partly because it fits in with your dislike of rugby and playing uh, Joe <laughs> Lomu, uh, but also because he says he prefers his gaming to be in completely fantastical settings that I'll never get the chance to experience, which means... But he must have been a city planner, a theme park manager, uh, done some flying, done some train driving, bus driving, tractor driving, and some proper race car driving.
1: And he can't pick up an egg-shaped ball and (laughs) throw it only backwards.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Too extreme.
1: Uh, Chris Conroy writes, Dear team and super stormsy guest, with the bad weather in the UK rapidly cycling through the alphabet, we're constantly being reminded of the great storm of '87, and specifically, eminent meteorologist M. Fish declaring there would be no storm at all. What are your most memorable untruths from the games industry? Inflated stories that never were, or maybe huge whoppers? Tossed us red herrings to divert from something more surprising. Molly News, Project Milo for Xbox Connect reeled me right in to the point where I evangelised about it to anyone who would listen at the time. Thanks, Petey. You're cringing in recollection, correspondent Chris Conroy. Chris, I will point, I will correct you there slightly. Michael Fish didn't say there would be no storm at all. He said that there would be no hurricane, um, which uh, he was correct. And actually, all this chat about the weather. We like nothing more than it um, here in Britain um, is uh, they've concentrated on that comment quite a lot, obviously, because this is this was the most powerful storm since then. Um, And what we did get uh, on Friday and what we did get in 87 were hurricane speed winds. But we didn't get a hurricane. So uh, he was he was correct and wrong at the same time. Unlike Randy Pitchford, who um, sprung to mind when I read your letter. Um, And for me, the biggest whopper I recall is when um, Eurogamer ran a story saying that they'd heard about Borderlands 2 uh, was uh, being made. And Randy Pitchford said, it definitely isn't. And then I think... (laughs) um, uh yeah it was <laughs> less here we go I, I called up um a piece on Ars Technica who who read uh, uh sorry who say um uh that uh Randy Pitchford said I've long maintained that we'll do more with, with Borderlands Pitchford tweeted shoddy journalism is not an announcement less than a day later the official announcement was made so Randy the day before it was announced was pretending that it wasn't confirmed when in fact it was uh, and I don't think I've ever got over that um, that event and I can never take anything the man says seriously
0: beautiful um, is that it for the inbox I think it is isn't it it is yep brilliant thank you all for your letters this week if you have anything else that you would like to write to One Life Left you can do so by emailing team at com or dropping something On our Discord, the link to the Discord is in the show notes. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We've been broadcasting for 16 or 17 years. We've lost count because we are very old. And that, along with being the longest running video game radio show in the world, is something they can never take away from us.
1: They took um, something that the storm did take away from everybody, though, was Marioki, wasn't it? That guy. I see that was a victim. I didn't see it on the news, but I did see it on Twitter.
0: Uh, it's true. Got a text from Alice, who runs the loading bar in Peckham, to say that the shutter doors have blown off the windows there, and it might be a good idea to cancel. So we did. We postponed to this Friday. Although Simon, I noted, I don't know, maybe you saw on the Zoom link that we have that I raised an eyebrow when earlier you said you were going to be in London last Friday mm. when we were going to do mariachi mm. those two things related I was blowing the shuttered doors off so
1: I, have... <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't have to stay out late <laughs> very good
0: well we'll be back this Friday we're going to do mariachi, uh in Peckham again looking forward to it because I haven't done it this year uh, so it's quite exciting and uh, yeah, we'll sing some pop songs. we'll have some new songs ready. I think I'm gonna try and find some time to write one as well because I haven't done that for a while. Uh, and maybe I will stay out slightly late because uh, it's been a busy couple of months.
1: Well good luck with that. Um, uh, yeah I will I will try and get to it. It's just it's just quite difficult for me Steve. Uh, Shall we get on with the reviews?
0: Let's do it. Simon, what have you been playing this week?
1: Well, I don't know why I do it to myself, really. Um, But, you know, I've got a backlog of games that I should be playing. um, And yet instead, as I think I mentioned on the show last week, I found myself in in a situation where I'd ordered... Assassin's Creed the Ezio trilogy it's three games uh that they've just released on Switch I thought I'd played Assassin's Creed 2 um I don't remember anything about it it transpires um but uh yeah so the three games are now available on Switch one comes on the cart the other you download um within the game menu I like that better than having a code on a, on a label, Steve, because that means you can still sell it, sell it back to, still stick it on eBay when you're done. Um, and uh, when that will be, who knows? But at the moment, I've, I've started Assassin's Creed 2. I've forgotten how much I despise Dennis, Danny Wallace's character in Assassin's Creed. One of those, you know, whoever was writing that character. Thinks that they're being clever and funny. When actually, if you met that sort of person in real life, you would just bop them on the nose. <laughs> uh, needlessly hostile and sarcastic. Um, I can't remember much about what happened at the end of Assassin's Creed 1 either. So uh, I found myself in a situation as a girl with blood on her top and they were running away from everybody. And then Dally Wallace is being sarcastic at me. Um, and actually, it takes quite a while for you to st- put, put on your white robes and start hidden blading everybody. Uh, but I've, I've now picked those up. And, um, yeah, it seems to run OK on the Switch. Character models haven't aged particularly well. Um, or it's a style that uh, I've forgotten about. Everybody looks slightly strange in the cutscenes, But it is nice playing a game on such a scale on a Switch. Albeit, I'm sure, briefly. Um, uh, I've just got... St- yeah, and actually, some quite some grim things happened to your family at the start. Again, I've forgotten about that as well. So, um... I got a bit angry about it and uh, have um, enacted some justice. And that's where (laughs) I am at the moment. Um, Yeah, it's uh, it's it's Assassin's Creed Um, without. I I think every iteration of Assassin's Creed becomes uh, more complicated and fussy. And so it's nice to go back to the beginning where you don't suddenly have to fly a a bird around to to scope out enemy encampments and stuff like that. Uh, A feature I've never really enjoyed. 7 out of 10
0: I have been playing games with my daughter again. Uh, You will be relieved to know Simon I am not going to give you a recording of Alice reviewing a game to splice into the show (laughs) uh, to give you extra editing to do however I can I can report on what we've been playing, at least, uh, which is that um, after last week we played Goat Simulator, you'll be aware that she uh, gave Goat Simulator a 7 out of 10. She was not impressed with the goat's actions because the goat did not say sorry after knocking people over. Um, however, she does now intermittently say that she would like to play Goat Simulator more. We're trying to move past that. So I said, are there anything else you'd like to are there any other simulators you'd like to play? or any other actions you would like to simulate? And she said immediately pasta simulator. Oh! Now, my instinct says two things. One, that there is probably a pasta simulator somewhere out there because there is a game for everything. But two, there will certainly be a pizza simulator out there. And... Uh, that'll probably be more fun like because you'll be splatting objects on plates. So indeed, we searched for, uh, Search for Pizza Simulator on Steam and I played a couple of games. I played Pizza Express, which is a 2D sprite based thing where you do very, very quick actions, bring the pizza across, stretch the dough out, put items on the pizza uh, and then put it in the oven and then send it out there. That's it. Uh, very very simple. You do it's it's as you might imagine. You have to complete orders as quickly as possible. I didn't really get much past the tutorial because honestly, tutorial ten minutes is too much for a two year old. Um, and then I played Cooking Simulator. Have you played Cooking Simulator, Simon? I've not seen no. So I've played Cooking Simulator before. In fact, I streamed it during lockdown when I was just experimenting with uh, streaming doing that kind of thing and uh, Cooking Simulator is a 3D realistic simulation of a kitchen and various different types of kitchens depending on the DLC that you buy for that game. That's their model. They've created the base game Cooking Simulator and you can get, for example, a cookies and cakes add-on which puts you in a bakery And you can get a pizza add-on that puts you in a pizza kitchen. And this is much more realistic. Uh, It is a 3D model where you have to order the right ingredients, you have to make your dough, you have to roll out the dough, uh, you have to get one of those big old… Now I've been to your house for a pizza, I know your experience in making pizzas, you've made me a pizza haven't you? I have done, yes, uh, with, a, with a bit of a soggy bottom, Steve, but no, it was, it was <laughs> edible. It was, it was raining, Simon. <laughs> no one's at fault for that. So the pizza, you know those, what do you call those big old pizza things that you slide into the pizza oven? The peel, Steve! Yeah, that's right. I used the peel, so I had to get the peel, put the pizza on it, put it inside the oven, take it out at the right time. Um, it's all really, really nicely done, but it is very, very, very fiddly now it asked me to put some dough it asked me to make some dough asked me to um add some water to the dough couldn't find the right thing to fill with water long story short simon i ended up with a cake tin inside the dough maker (laughs) which was something the devs obviously hadn't anticipated would happen and then i couldn't get the cake tin out of the dough maker but at the same time it wouldn't let me switch the dough maker on because there was a cake tin inside it uh, so I never got to make my pizza by which time Alice had got bored of the action anyway uh, I quite enjoyed the process before it broke like that uh, but can only give it 7 out of 10
1: I'll keep an eye out for that Steve another game I, I spotted uh, recently um we had some family down a couple of weeks ago and we uh, we wanted to play something that was suitable for a wide range of players and a wide range of not just years on the clock, but uh, gaming experience as well. And uh, I'd forgotten how much fun Hidden in Plain Sight was. That's what we spent a lot of time playing. Have you played
0: that? Is it the game where you're hiding in plain sight? <laughs> is, is it the game where you have to pretend to be an npc so you have to what you, you
1: uh yes there is lots of characters on the screen is and mm. there are different sort of mission types you have to first of all work out who you are secondly then um try and play uh, to the rules of the specific mini game that you're playing and that can be uh collect uh or touch certain objects uh the funnest one is uh race uh where you're racing to a finish finishing line anyway we had a really really brilliant time um, and um, I tell you what, my father-in-law, an old man, he was very, very cunning uh, when it came to uh, punching people that he shouldn't have done. Anyway, I spotted that. There's, I, I, there's one that's, uh people are saying is sim- similar, has um, just been uh, discounted on the eShop, unspottable. Uh, so I'm going to be checking that out this week as well. See, all of
0: this, I think, comes from Spy Party which is developed by Chris Hecker and was a game that was shown at the Experimental Gameplay Workshop in 2009 at GDC and took him until 2018 to put out. So during that period, I think a lot of people were developing similar sort of things based on this brilliant, brilliant conceit of, yeah, <laughs> try and pretend you are a robot and get away with it. I've not actually played Spy Party. The reason I know this about it is because I thought, isn't that like Spy Party? I'll quickly Google it while Simon is talking and then sound knowledgeable. And that's what I've done. I think you got away with it. Brilliant. Good Right, We're already out of time. We are. Thank you, Simon. It's been fun today. As always, I'm glad you survived the rain in your shed. Any sign of any more leakage?
1: No, there's some um, There's some water at the bottom of the curtain. Uh, but apart from that one. We're doing okay. Hopefully I'll be able to edit it and uh, it'll go out tomorrow.
0: All right. Best of luck. Uh, thank you to Residents of M for hosting us. Thank you to everybody who has listened today. But until next week, that's it from us. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>